0: Before we get started this week, just wanted to let you guys know we were going to do our The Rise of Skywalker Blu-ray commentary as previously announced, but we also realized that our third year anniversary is coming up at the end of the month, and we thought that would be a really, really good moment to release that. So we're putting that off for a couple of weeks just to coincide with the anniversary. Really cool way to celebrate. And also, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you've been listening during this whole pandemic thing if you wouldn't mind you know going on to apple Podcasts and leaving us a nice little review and rating we'd really appreciate it it would make us feel happy and uh yeah so enjoy the show
1: Inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you are listening to Force Fan Podcast. How are you surviving the pandemic, Adrian? But <laughs> that, maybe that's too too real. Too real. Uh, how I've, is how is?
0: I've been watching and reading a lot of Stephen King.
1: All right, so that's how you're surviving life in quarantine. it's It's, it's oddly very good.
0: relatable right now. <laughs> how about you?
1: Um, I'm mostly, mostly sane, maybe. um, <laughs> yeah, we've had some good days and some bad days. I'm trying I'm not really reading that much, actually. More watching reruns of Futurama or other things on TV and generally being a bum after my kids go to bed.
0: Hey man, if re-watching old Futurama episodes makes you a bum, then I live in that dumpster too.
1: With Zoidberg. With Zoidberg. We're all in the dumpster together. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Drinking dumpster wine.
1: Yes! The only way to live. No, <laughs>
0: You haven't been reading much, but you managed to reread Ahsoka for this very special book club episode on Ahsoka.
1: I did, and so did you. And we thought, given that we have been talking about Ahsoka in the le- not the last episode we released, but the episode before that, um, <laughs> and the current Clone Wars arc that's going on, we figured why not revisit the one book that's all about Ahsoka? And titled as such.
0: <laughs> Not the most creative title, but hey, it gets the idea no. across. Yes. <laughs> it's Ahsoka, and there's a picture of Ahsoka
1: on it. So, <laughs> so it you v- definitely won't be confused.
0: Yes, I know exactly what this book is about, just judging it by the cover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See what you did there. Oh, that was well. That this book, it, uh, yeah, and this book was actually released in 2016. Yes, which I think we talked about, so it's yes. four years old at this point. But we have not previously talked about this book on the podcast, and now seemed like a good time to do that. There are some flashbacks in this book to. The Siege of Mandalore, which we'll soon get to see. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I was actually happy to go back and reread this book because it's been a while since I've read it. Um, I read it when it first came out in October of 2016. It took me a day, and it took then you I a haven't. Day. Yes, yeah, I read it in a day. Good Lord, And ladies. And I, well, to be fair, it's a young adult book. It's from the Disney Lucasfilm publishing imprint, so which tends to be more um, YA focused. Um, so it's definitely it's a it's a pretty quick read. It's not a huge book, so yeah, it took me a day when I initially read it, and then I don't actually think I've revisited si- revisited it since. So it was nice to go back. And do that because I had definitely forgotten some things. There had there were some things that stuck out that I remembered, but there was also, you know, kind of little bits of the plot that I had forgotten. So it was nice to
0: I come back and the revisit it again. Major beats, pretty much. But yeah, a lot of I totally forgot uh Obi-Wan made an appearance in this book.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I totally forgot about that too. So what's what's interesting and kind of fun about the way that ahsoka is written is we get these little interludes which are not uncommon i mean chuck wendig did those in the aftermath series as well from different points of view some of these are most of these are from ahsoka's but yes i'd totally forgotten about the obi-wan interlude
0: <laughs> i uh i did the audiobook uh for the second uh uh revisit for the revisit of the book yes and ashley's obi-wan ashley eggstein does the audiobook version and her obi-wan made me chuckle a bit
1: oh yeah yeah (laughs) it's uh it's not the best but
0: (laughs) (laughs) it made me laugh and she did a good job overall like I, i i would not mind reading or hearing listening to another audiobook narrated by by ashley
1: Well, I always kind of wondered with this book if they were ever going to kind of how E.K. Johnston is doing a series of Padme books now. When this book initially was released, I was kind of wondering if they were going to do the same thing with Ahsoka because this is set early enough in her story kind of between Revenge of the Sith and not kind of between Revenge of the Sith and Rebels. Mm-hmm. there's a large enough time period where there could be a couple books set in that, but maybe they're not quite ready to explore that yet
0: I I based on okay, based on you know what this book covers the it's a good year. It takes it starts off a year after uh, order 66 mm-hmm. and it takes place over the course of a couple of months to and like another year, I think give or take at least yeah give or or take take, yeah then from there the book and spoilers with uh pretty she pretty much ends the book in that position we find her in in rebels when we meet up with her again in rebels but between clone wars including this new new season and what that we're getting the book and then rebels i think that's a good chunk of time for that moment in her life to be explored it's it's pretty continuous in my opinion right now Mm -hmm. i would love love another book and i would love another Ahsoka book another add-on to the series for sure but after rebels Mm. ahsoka the white i want to see an ahsoka the white adventure
1: (laughs) the the older wiser ahsoka who's learned much i mean you do make a good point she she ends up spoiler alert it's been four years so hopefully you've read the book By now, um, (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) But but yeah, she ends up taking the mantle of Fulcrum as the book ends. And I mean, you do have a good point. There's probably not very much from her point of view that we need to know in between where this book ends and rebels. I you're I I can totally see where you're coming from. I'm not saying it wouldn't be interesting. But, yeah, but this it yeah. would probably be less about her and more about, like, the Rebellion as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening with the Rebellion, so...
0: And which, I mean, do we really need another story like that? I mean, we had four seasons of a show called Rebels that covered that pretty well, so...
1: <laughs> eh, prob- probably not, um... I mean, I always enjoy getting a little bit more, and there's definitely, we know a whole cast of people out there totally. that are tangentially involved, Saw Gerrera, and Nest, but that's closer to the Rebels timeline, mm-hmm. um, you know, so there are definitely people out there that I find interesting that Absolutely. I wouldn't mind knowing more about, but probably as a whole, at least in terms of the Rebellion. Maybe not.
0: Well, I like I like the way you you kind of worded it there. Um, it wouldn't be so much about her, more about the rebellion. Yeah. And I think this this book, this Ahsoka novel, is strongest when it is about Ahsoka, and it's more introspective and less focused on the bigger world around her. I mean, yes. don't get me wrong, yeah. I, I love the action beats. There's a lot of cool action in this. Mm-hmm. She does a lot in, in this novel over the course of the book. But the best moments for me are when are the quieter moments where she's mourning, where she's Mm -hmm. trying to hide from who she is. And then that moment in the end where she finally like finds the courage to come out of her shell again, so to speak. I mean, that's really freaking cool.
1: Yeah. And that works. The action
0: beats work because of that, not just for the action themselves.
1: Yes. I know. I, I agree. And I think this book was maybe for all of us um kind of a much needed look at Ahsoka's and maybe any any jedis kind of emotional the ones that survived order 66 their emotional state after everything went down and of course Ahsoka is still so young when this happens and she believes that you know her her parents um <laughs> are are dead that Anakin and Obi-Wan did not survive and that pretty much she's the only Jedi left and that's hard heavy stuff to deal with when you're literally like 18 years old <laughs> it's hard. right it'd be heavy stuff to deal with when you're Obi-Wan living a hermit life in the <laughs> desert you know watching your <laughs> your former friend's child from afar. But, you know, here you've got this 18 year old girl who walked away from everything she knew gets drawn back in. And then it's all like in the space of, you know, a day in star Wars time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all burnt, literally burnt to the ground. I mean, the, ground. the book, the book starts with, you know, Mandalore was burning and starts with a, a flat flashback. Um, to the siege of Mandalore, and I guess we come full circle because it ends with everything burning again on Rada, the moon <laughs> yeah. that she's on. So, <laughs>
0: bit, of a, bit of a bittersweet ending here. Um, yeah, they make it out; most of them make it out, but did
1: they really win?
0: Well, that's up, up for debate.
1: Yeah, I. <sighs> Thinking One thing I hadn't really remembered is kind of how how soon this takes place after Revenge of the Sith. I mean, within the first two years of the Empire's formation. And here you've already got Bail Organa that's kind of starting to spearhead this rebellion. And they're literally, I mean, ending up doing things like basically burning a whole moon so that the Empire can't use it anymore. Well, that's what ends up happening. Um, the Empire has been so. busy
0: throughout this whole time. Um, oh, yeah. Is well, totally no, destroyed already.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that's the one there. thing this um, the timing of this book. I mean, this was after The Force Awakens came out. Um, but being one of the new canon books in that era, it was kind of fun that there is that little tie in to the Force Awakens to the sequel trilogy because it was revealed at some point that Ilum is actually what became Starkiller base. Is
0: that official canon? Like, I, I've been he- hearing those I rumbles for forever.
1: believe so. Interesting. But I would have to Google it. Somebody <laughs> said, somebody official said somewhere somebody that's... somebody
0: send us the the link please let let us know <laughs> if it's canon or not
1: <laughs> it is it is I, yeah, swear. I think so
0: too but send us a link anyway
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i it's it was fun that they were even kind of able to weave that she was able to weave some stuff like that as well
0: yeah it really paints a picture of just how quickly
1: the empire moved and it's interesting to see it from. From a, well, it's interesting that you mentioned like how quickly the Empire moved because even at this point, you know, a year and a year and a half later, there, you know, they replaced the clone troopers or most, a lot of them, according to Ahsoka, mm-hmm. um, based on her encounters with the stormtroopers. But a lot of the tech is still like Clone Wars era tech or very similar. I mean, she mentions like the tanks that they have brought to the base on Rada. Are like the Clone Wars tanks, basically. And so she's like, oh, I can be.
0: No problem. I can.
1: Yes, the ones that she's familiar with. So it's interesting to see in what ways the Empire is really pushing ahead in terms of like Palpatine solidifying his power. And then in the cases that, oh, well, you know, maybe that's not quite as important to us right now.
0: Just like the 100-trained stormtroopers, which are probably just a bunch of kids at this point.
1: Ugh, yeah. I mean, seriously. I I love the way the stormtroopers
0: are portrayed in this. Because I'm talking talking with you about it, you're like, you're right. The Empire is really rushing, quite literally, to establish itself and moving quickly. Of course, its new army, since it's not custom made like the clone troopers, of course they're going to be, you know...
1: A lot greener.
0: A lot greener, exactly. The Republic had no army all of a sudden has a clone army, all of a sudden they're getting rid of that clone army, so they have to build a new army. Yeah, it makes sense that they'd yeah. be all a bunch of nerds that can't
1: really do anything yet. Uh, <laughs> well, open up, it, move along. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that also because um even the Inquisitor that we meet in uh-huh. the, the book, the Sixth Brother, the sixth brother. He's, he, he's also a newbie, basically. Um, you he's know, when he's well <laughs> duh. I mean, yes. <laughs> but but it's interesting because compared compared to Ahsoka, who is still kind of struggling with where she fits in and, you know, doesn't think of herself as a Jedi and is kind of trying to figure out where she fits in on that spectrum, she, you know, comparatively shes even though she might be younger, I don't actually know she seems much more mature in the ways of the force and the way that she thinks about it and uses it um I mean there's even a line in the book where he you know he has his lightsaber and i think taunts her because she doesn't have a weapon or doesn't have a lightsaber and she she thinks you know well you know i'm not weaponless i have the force so and it's just kind of that (laughs) difference difference of opinion difference of thinking um and how how they approach that so You can see how much our baby girl has grown (laughs) (laughs) already. the sixth
0: brother was just all about the brute force, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. He was a little bit thin as far as characters went. Um, Uh,
0: Most of them were, I think, in this book.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, as a vi- in terms of villain, there's not really... It's kind of the Empire overall is the villain. And, like, there are a couple of named characters that kind of focus that. You've got, you know, the the bureaucrat who, like, was a smuggler-ish, kind of, sort of, skirting the law, who's now working, quote-unquote, for the Empire.
0: Yeah, J- Jenith, uh Pilar? Pilar?
1: Y- yeah, and he... poke Just... Yeah, he's just kind of like a punk, and he gets out of there really quickly. He He doesn't really act. He doesn't actually really do that much. He just kind of points him in the right
0: direction, and then yeah.
1: And and then you've got the sixth brother who is more there to serve the plot in terms of Ahsoka getting her lightsabers back than really presenting much of an obstacle.
0: I think he was meant to represent like. A dark mirror, almost mm. to to Ahsoka, so to speak.
1: Well, that could kind of play off what I was saying before, right? Right, like where that where they are in their respective journeys, and
0: but that just was not explored to any real degree here. It's just like, oh no, uh, I I'm gonna get there before the other Inquisitors get there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll be able to take care of her easily. She doesn't even have lightsaber, and, and, and then
0: then Vader will notice me and give me a sticker. Yeah, yeah you know it's, it was just a lot of a lot of that. Not so much what's going on on the inside. Which I mean, you're, like you're saying, it's it's works to serve the plot to get Ahsoka moving.
1: Mm-hmm. As
0: a far as far as a compelling villain, compelling character, it does not. Oh
1: no, no, yeah. Although she does do that really cool move. Where she like reaches into his spinning lightsaber right. to crack it. And correct me if I'm wrong. Did somebody do that in Rebels? Did she do that in Rebels? Did we see that? She or does Ezra that. or Kanan in Twilight of the Apprentice or one of those episodes? She turns
0: Seventh Sister right from Rebels. Yes. She she yes. Th- she turns off the Seventh Sister's saber. Like she reaches out and turns it off. if I remember, if mm. I remember correctly. Okay. And Kanan, when he's fighting the Grand Inquisitor, okay, it's been a while, but I think he puts both his saber and Ezra's into the middle and then slices it.
1: Yes, okay, that's what I must be thinking of because I literally just watched those episodes like last week, and I think that's what I'm remembering
0: Right, I'm so sure. what this tells me is that the Inquisitor lightsabers, the helicopter sabers, are really stupid as far as design <laughs> goes and in-universe
1: And they should have <laughs> <laughs> figured that out, like, two years after the Inquisitors were created. <laughs> but no, they just nope. kept using them because they look cool, I
0: guess. <laughs> yeah. Besides the point, yeah, he, he acted just as a little little thing there and as a way to, for her to get her sabers, like he said.
1: But they know she exists. They know there's other Force users out there now, confirmed. The Empire, I mean.
0: What do you think happened to the little farty girl who was displaying all these Force abilities?
1: Yeah, I assume she was a smart cookie,
0: did she grow up to be a quote unquote mechanic? Did she not? <laughs> that was nice. I really, I really. That conversation is one of the best mm-hmm. parts of the whole book for me. I It's yes. like top three moments.
1: Hadala is the name. Um, yeah, her her kind of gut instinct feel certainly something that if she honed it would serve her family very well in their line of work. And honestly, rereading this book, it does kind of, like, we, I don't know if they said how old Hadala was, but, you know, it's it's clear the family is kind of, you know, they've got these smuggling operations that they're doing. And so part of me wonders, like, as we get got into Rebels and the Rebellion as a whole, like, did the Fardy family kind of come in and help with that a little? Did Hadala eventually find her way to that? What are they doing right now? Did they all end up in jail or dead? That would be sad.
0: <laughs> they all <Sorry. laughs> they, they all died shortly after the book ended. <laughs>
1: <laughs> womp, womp. Well, that would be horribly sad. I hope not. Since or... we don't know, I can headcanon that eventually some of those sisters, because there were a lot of them, Found their way to the rebellion and might have been acting for Bail Organa and Fulcrum.
0: She was uh, she was helping uh, Luke Skywalker establish that Jedi temple of his, and then she died.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Adrian. <laughs> hey, come on! I,
0: I'm twisting the knife. You're into this stuff.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Only when Dave Filoni does it, less. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Freaking weirdo.
1: <Let's> <laughs> How do you straight. feel
0: about the other uh, characters in here from the Rada? The Rada peeps, Katie. And I like them.
1: I liked them. Um, again, you know, maybe a little bit on the thin side in terms of characterization, but mm-hmm. you know, it was I. I liked that Ahsoka was able to kind of have a friend um, slash partner in crime for a little bit. Well, maybe not so much partner in crime. But, they you know, there's like someone that was close to her own age. Um, and they had somewhat similar experiences in a sense. Um, so, you know, I think it's good for Ahsoka to have have that friends, <laughs> so i liked i liked there was kind of you know all these background characters and while they're not super fleshed out you know they kind of help populate the world obviously a little bit would it have been nice to have a, a little more depth i mean yes but it's also a young adult novel so not totally expected um but but for the most part, even the even the uh, Tabola or Tabolo, <laughs> I can't remember any of their names. This is really terrible. Um, who the, ends up the drunkard, the who drunkard, ends up getting yeah. shot by the Empire. Like even that, you you know, that's kind of like one of those. Oh, crap. Like it's getting real. You can't. I just like how the
0: most unlikable local is the one that dies first.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually it's, like, the nice guy, right? Right, so the, the nice that old man nice... that's
0: standing up to the bullies, something like mm-hmm.
1: that. No, it's the drunkard who's ranting drunkenly that then gets <laughs> shot, which is still horrifying. Yeah. And and I think it's a well-crafted, like, that scene as a whole is definitely very well crafted and (laughs) you're like oh damn
0: (laughs) i think from that whole crowd of characters my favorite would have to be miara because she's the one that got the most interesting type of the closest thing to development
1: Mm -hmm. yes no you're definitely right because she's much younger and she kind of goes through this very intense learning arc as everything kind of falls apart around her.
0: I love the way you describe her being a survivor of a massacre as a learning arc. That is (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) 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 Well. She saw (laughs) saw her friend's body couldn't have.
1: (laughs) It's a growing experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That was, that was pretty in intense. Well, in Star Wars, that was yeah. pretty intense.
0: That's another section of the book I liked, just because of the tough love in that situation. They they stun her, so she's quote unquote safe. She wakes up, everybody's dead.
1: It's dead. Yeah. So and she she's lives like what, by herself. like 14 or something? Yeah, she is 14 very... or 15. I mean, she's literally like Ahsoka's age at the beginning of the Clone Wars. Except and she hasn't been a this...
0: youngling. So she has Well, like... yes,
1: yeah. No, she has none of the same kind of basis for experience. And yeah. <laughs> she has to wake <laughs> up really stuff. quickly. Yeah. I mean, that whole that whole arc of ahsoka not revealing who she is because she wants to keep herself and keep the villagers safe i mean this is a two-way a two-way street so by but by not revealing what she knows or how she knows it you know then they've you've kind of got these two parallel plans that end up then endangering everybody Mm. and then she's kind of forced to throw herself out there and miara as part of that learns really quickly like well maybe this wasn't such a great idea
0: <laughs> you know and i was doing some quick uh, ref- i was refreshing myself real quick before this this podcast i finished reading it again like a week or two ago two weeks ago so i was just giving myself a quick little uh, refresh and i came across that and i totally forgot about this she's in from a certain point of view she's in one of the short stories the one on on the throne room ceremony.
1: Yes, you're right. Oh, my gosh. How did I totally forget about it? Now I'm going to have to pull up
0: from a certain point um, of view and read it <laughs>
1: from a certain point of view and read that story. Well, because I mean, at the end of this book, she's super interested and wants to be a pilot. Right. And she, you know, is, thinks that's really, really interesting, despite the inherent danger after an A-Wing pilot, like, blows up oh, in good, front of her right. really torrified... <laughs>
0: uh, really, really, a lot of, quote-unquote, growing moments growing. for this poor girl, yes. <laughs> hey, this is Star Wars. The fastest way for you to grow up is to be in war.
1: Yeah, <laughs> all war all the time. I mean, that's why it's Star Wars, right?
0: But uh, <laughs> Star Wars. But I, I, I love. I I remember that fact, and I'm like, that makes sense. I I, I love that because the the novel ends with all the refugees being transported to Alderaan to be set somewhere else. You know, <laughs> to find new, to be farmers. It's it's in play that they're going to be farmers, but obviously some of them. Yes. Like, no, we want to get involved. And Miara and her sister obviously joined up with the rebellion. And this book just kind of, this, this uh, short story, and from a certain point of view, by what by Whatever Sun, uh, catches us catches up with them real quick, with Miara especially, and, and I like that. I like that those quote-unquote growing moments led to her, her finding a role that involves helping people, helping the galaxy.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. And Same.
0: technically, technically, she's she's in a new hope somewhere, so that's so cool to think
1: about. Somewhere there. Somewhere
0: there she's...
1: Jesus. did did ek johnson oh she did i have pulled it up on my kindle yes <laughs> i was gonna say did ek Johnston write that story her and ashley where ah yes it now makes it's sense all making sense yes everything makes sense now but I mean, so there's definitely the possibility that other, other, yes, others from that experience might still be with the Rebellion somewhere. But that's also kind of nice because given that she kind of has the most arc, Miara has the most arc in this story that we actually get a little bit of, if you read the book, <laughs> um, <laughs> that you get a little bit of that closure or, see, you know, are able to see a little bit more where she ends up.
0: And I mean, it's also nice to know that she wasn't amongst the refugees that died on Alderaan.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Oh. oh man, Adrian! Wow, <laughs> I didn't even like think of that. But yeah, a lot of those
0: farmers thought they had it easy. It's like, yeah, okay, we're gonna be farmers on Alderaan now,
1: man. Nope. Yeah, nineteen years later, the whole planet's blown up. Shit. Well. <laughs> Womp womp! I'm so
0: gonna <laughs> twist a knife. I'm I'm here. I got the knife in my hand. Oh, I'm gonna twist it.
1: Yes. Ow! <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. So thank you, thank you for that. Thank for thank you for emotionally compromising well, yeah, me. Well, well,
0: when I was reading the book again, when I was finishing it, and like, oh yeah, well, we'll find roles for them on Alderan. Don't worry. They'll be they'll be good. I'm just going, Ooh, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was so in the moment, I wasn't thinking ahead to the fact that, yeah, it's going to get blown to bits.
0: Again, bittersweet finale. <laughs>
1: yeah, the Empire has its revenge in the end. <laughs> so
0: uh, one uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up uh, in revisiting this book. It's interesting to see her go through a journey like this. And then mm-hmm. seeing her go through basically that same journey, uh, chronologically speaking, beforehand... And season seven of the Clone Wars, yeah, she she's doing the same thing. She she's hiding. who She really is. She she mm. kept her name. Yeah, my name is Ahsoka. She's not Ashley yet, but it's basically the same type of mentality. I gotta keep all this hidden from mm-hmm. everybody. I can't. I gotta keep moving. You know, all that good stuff that she does in this book she's done before in the Clone Wars. That's what we're seeing now.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: And then according to like what we're expecting from the siege, she gets thrown back into it just to be kicked out again. Just to get thrown back into it with the re- with the rebellion.
1: <laughs> Life is a series of cycles, Adrian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's poetry. It, it rhymes. It's- <laughs> it r-
1: yeah. Well, and it, it's interesting that you bring that up, given that, so this book came out in 2016, and now we're getting this Clone Wars arc, and they changed... Ahsoka's kind of underworld arc. It was initially there was going to be like a love interest, right? Mm-hmm. And now they've changed it to the Martez sisters. So you've even got another pair of sisters that mm-hmm. Ahsoka is helping that mirrors that even more. I mean, chronologically, I guess it technically happens before the book, but um
0: But in our yeah. real world
1: But in our real world <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's interesting that then they made that change so that it's two sets of sisters now. Very different sisters. Are they though? Yes. I mean I would I mean one younger they both naive, lost their parents, yeah. One younger naive <laughs> sister. An older sister well. that's very
0: protective of that younger naive <laughs> sister. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, there's just,
1: uh, Their parents die when they're young. They have to make it on their own. I would argue that the Martez sisters are in a much worse place. Yeah,
0: because they're space Mexicans or Puerto Ricans that grew up in the space hood.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Smuggling spice and fending for themselves like all of those people do in Star Wars. Uh,
0: So I'm so looking forward to... uh, or Ahsoka arc episode. <laughs> have you been, oh yeah,
1: it's gonna be lit, man. If
0: you've been reading her afterwards, you know we got thoughts. I'm enjoying what it's <laughs> doing for Ahsoka, but uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I am jazzed for that eventual episode.
1: That will be next week. That'll be that will be next week, week
0: won't it? Uh-huh. That will
1: be next week after the conclusion of Ahsoka's underworld arc that will air this Friday. Which, gosh, I can't believe we're already like oh my almost two thirds of the way through <laughs> the clone horse.
0: <laughs> but anyway, uh, tangent. Um, yeah, yeah, so again, just saw some, some not some, but a lot of similarities as we just brought up yes. between the arc and yeah. this novel. And, you know, just interesting choices, I think.
1: <laughs> lame that she goes through it twice or lame that they're so similar. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not. I have. I mean, yes, they are very similar. Like, there's absolutely no denying that at all. And I have to wonder, like, what was the impetus behind Dave Filoni going back and changing the Clone Wars arc? And if he was influenced by this at all? But. Anyway, yes, it's, it's, it, they're very similar, but in one case, Ahsoka is choosing to put that life behind her and kind of keeping that hidden. Um, but she doesn't have to, right? Like, she, she made that choice. This is an active choice on her part. Now, in the Ahsoka novel, she literally doesn't have a choice. I mean, if she reveals herself, as she does through the course of the book, like, she's then hunted, you know, the Empire wants to kill her. Nobody wants to kill, I mean aside from the separatists i guess <laughs> nobody's like <laughs> and the pikes um you know there's
0: <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants diff- to kill her no, me pointing at everybody else <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> but but in my but in my mind, like yes it's it's similar but not the same um just because of one where she's made the choice and where the other, the choice is kind of made for her. Um, and it's a do or die situation. It's not do or die in the Clone Wars, really. It's like, yes, there are some people that don't like the Jedi, but there are still people that do. I, I, I can see
0: where you're coming from, and I, I can respect that take. But it's that that realization really kind of degraded the Ahsoka underworld arc a mm. bit more for me.
1: Okay. Yes, yes. So part of me is very curious. So my whole impetus behind wanting to reread this book was because of the kind of the Siege of Mandalore flashbacks and to kind of see what we thought that might play into what we see in the Siege of Mandalore. Plot holes. Um, (laughs) Plot holes. You say plot holes.
0: I'm kidding. I'm just being...
1: Well, I will I will admit that I was that person that pointed out that
0: The lightsaber color the
1: the lightsaber color. Yeah, it's not yeah so a, a, is not that, that,
0: that is not a pothole, people, okay? It's an inconsistency. No,
1: it's an inconsistency.
0: It's not a pothole. I'm I'm saying pothole as ironically, I don't actually think it's a pothole. <laughs> there are no potholes yeah. here yet.
1: Yet. <laughs> But um, I yeah, I was that person, but I don't actually care in the grand scheme of things. I just think it's more funny than anything else. I can kind of hi- hand wave that.
0: Filoni personally. didn't read it. Filoni didn't Fil- read it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm what I'm more curious about is if they're going to keep um, or if we're going to see. So we know that you know this is gonna happen. Order sixty six is gonna go down, but like you've already mentioned a couple times, you think we'll get kind of like a montage a la Rebels that'll kind of cover some of that. It's Um, gonna end. I have to wonder
0: the way Rebels ended, the way Revenge of the Sith ended. Just very, it's a transition. It's a transitional uh, ending. So I, I don't know. Maybe just cinematically speaking, as an editor, that's what makes sense to me. To this is if this is the finale of a story, that's going to lead into another story with those same players. It's the cleanest way to end it, I think. Mm. To an extent. To an extent.
1: <laughs> to an extent. Well, what I'm really curious is because one of my favorite scenes in this book is when Ahsoka that kind of sets some stuff up is the flashback to. Ahsoka and Rex trying to make it look like they Mm -hmm. were killed and that she killed Rex and then um, has vanished or they killed each other or however that's. So I'm curious if we'll get to see that in visual form because, of course, it's like, oh, you know. (laughs) Uh.
0: I think so. I think we're going to get a variation of that. We have to get. Yeah. This is going to be the last time Rex and Ahsoka see each other until Rebels, so. Yeah, I, 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 I'll be very disappointed if we don't get a variation get of that, that scene.
1: I, yeah, I have to say a hard same because we know that they'll be together and then they'll be separated for 15 years, and I really need Dave Filoni to give us that goodbye and make it as <laughs> sad as possible. Esochist, <laughs> just because. <laughs> So, because I did really love that because it sets it up. um, It's set up so nicely in the book. And, but my other question is, and because I know there was some question and we might've even talked about it when this book initially came out, but, you know, Ahsoka ends up burying her lightsabers, right? Leaving them behind.
0: She leaves them on her quote unquote burial, I think.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the the sixth brother, the crystals for his lightsaber, they call to her. And I think their prevailing theory was that they're actually Ahsoka's crystals that were found and made and corrupted by the dark side. And that's why they called to her. Like, that's why she was able to find them. What do you think that's true or not? I like it. I mean that's basically the theory I subscribe to, but <laughs> it, it makes sense
0: with that whole the sixth brother was supposed to be a mirror version of her. mm mm-hmm. I, I I dig it if both the crystals were so because I were bled and then she healed them. Sure, there's no coincidences in Star Wars. It's always the Force.
1: It's <laughs> Force brings us together.
0: So I like I like that theory. I, I that's that's my new headcanon as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Thank you. I, I mean, I like it kind
1: of makes the most sense to me, given that, like, when she's actively searching for a new crystal, she the you know, it kind of brings her full circle.
0: So any final wrapping up thoughts on, on Ahsoka and the current season?
1: This book is enjoyable, there's not a lot that happens in the book, um, but there are some nice, I mean, there are a lot of nice little moments and I like how it's tied in, like how, how bail and the rebellion at large is kind of brought in. And there are these little hints, you know, bail testing Ahsoka by talking about Leia, you know, to kind of see, see what she knows or doesn't know um and so you know i like that there are these little um you know little kind of moments like that brought in um i would love to see more soka but yeah i also kind of agree that a book set in between these two time points might not be the most relevant yeah at current time
0: right I think it was a. It's it's a pretty light character study on Ahsoka, but nonetheless, it's still a character study. So I I appreciate that kind of story.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned before, kind of the best points are when Ahsoka is a little bit more introspective.
0: Right, that's what makes it. For and me.
1: thinking of, and thinking about, you know, what she was and what she's trying to be now, and kind of trying to determine her path forward. Well, and I am glad that we reread this before we got to the end of the clone war season. Cause it will be interesting to see just on a comparative level. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I will be honest. I don't really care if, you know, whatever was written in the siege of Mandalore is not what we see on screen. Aside from maybe the Rex Ahsoka goodbye tragedy, sadness, um, <laughs> 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 but you know, if it doesn't match up perfectly, whatever, that's fine. You know, but it will be interesting just from a comparative standpoint to see what is similar and what felony is tweaked, and also just to see it play out visually. Like, there's a lot that's obviously not described in this book. It's a, it's still very um mis- maybe not mysterious isn't the right Vague. word, but they, there's not a lot of depth. It's still yes, thank you. <laughs> running on Mr. Two Hours of Sleep. Uh, still thinking the right word? <laughs> vague, yes. It's still very vague. So there's still a lot of wiggle room there. So I definitely am looking forward to see what what was what's in this book versus what we actually see on the screen and how they're similar and how they're different.
0: Totes, totes, totes. Cool, so that about does it for today's book club episode. Um, I'm currently reading A New Dawn, which is uh, going back to what you yeah. said earlier about uh, you know a Jedi Padawan coming up of Order sixty six and the repercussions. Mm-hmm. A pretty pretty good. Uh, <laughs> pretty good follow up novel to to Ahsoka. I, I got to say. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read the Kanan comic too after that. So.
1: And I'm gonna reread all of these things, and, and of we'll do. You are. <laughs> Look, I told you to read A New Dawn and you're liking it because it's great. Um, and I told you to read Tarkin so, and. Which is, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So Adrian gets to read New Dawn and he's having a great time. And meanwhile, I get Tarkin and the Empire. <laughs> Actually, I do have to say this. I have no idea. If this is going to be a tangent. I have no idea if we'll ever do a book club on Tarkin. Should we? It's okay if we don't. Let us, no. if let us know if you want us to do a book club
0: No, 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 Cad. Ray, Let us know if you want us to do a book club on Tarkin. Obviously, there's going to be an interesting back and forth here, just based on uh, this going on right now.
1: But I, I do want to say, tangentially, that I think if I had tried to read Tarkin when it came out many years ago, I probably would have, like, thrown the book away or stopped reading it. Jeez. Um, I... <laughs> not i'm figuratively i don't throw books away um but i have a much greater appreciation for kind of some of the little stuff that's in there now having read and kind of dived into a bunch of the other new canon material including the comics Mm -hmm. and and everything so there's there's a there's little things that I've picked up on or have been able to relate to something else that has me enjoying the novel I think more than I would have otherwise. So that's, that's a very
0: very fair assessment and I agree with that completely. I mean, you know, it sounds like we should do a book club a tar- on <laughs> tar- on, <laughs> on the dude where's my car of the Star Wars universe. <laughs>
1: Uh, for real though <laughs> for real though so you
0: know keep keep an ear for that um yeah but yeah, expect a new dawn for sure definitely maybe a Canaan book club comic club I don't know what to call it and then possibly <laughs> possibly Tarkin because why not we're, re- we're reading it well I read it she's reading it why not
1: we're stuck inside what else are we gonna do <laughs>
0: <laughs> eat because we're bored <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah so we hope you guys are doing all right uh, during this really really rough period that everybody's going through we hope you're Mm -hmm. staying safe we hope your loved ones are safe yeah right now all we can do is just do what we can and we can podcast so we're gonna keep on podcasting
1: (laughs) heck yeah
0: because Star Wars is awesome and Star Wars is good (laughs) Uh, you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Podcast, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BlueLabPro
1: you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at catray Ray.
0: And until next week, when we talk about the Ahsoka stuff, may the force be with you.
1: And then some. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to Force Fan Podcast with Adrian, Kat Ray, and John. Edited and produced by Adrian Misa with original music composed by Brooke Monroe and original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved.